y'all, this is Brother Lee Whaley here at Crusader for Christ Podcast Hour. Listen, I want to thank you for tuning in today, listening to me. And I want to I want to be a blessing to you. I really do. But I want to also understand, I also want you to understand, God is calling us to repent, to stand firm, stand in the gap, tell people about Jesus Christ. The word has got to get out. But that's a freebie. Because today, what I want to talk to you about is back on my board there for you that are listening on iTunes or Apple and all that stuff. There's a board, but you don't need to see it. I'll just tell you. There's three scriptures on that board. It says Isaiah chapter 5, 23, chapter 5, verses 20 through 23. Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 22. And then John chapter 14, and my favorites, 1 through 6. But I'm going to talk about something real quick. The Bible, the Word of God, the inerrant, infallible, inspired Word of God. I want you to understand, that's my belief. That's what I stand on. If I didn't, <laughs> there would be none of it worth anything. Amen? Oh, yeah, and by the way, I want to thank the old past for that introductory uh, song. They're just a wonderful quartet. Great group of men sang all over the country. Matter of fact, I think they were just rewarded. They are the greats. So thank you for that, all of you. Now, back to the story. I want to talk to you about Revelation. I want to talk to you about Isaiah. And I want to talk to you about John, the Bible, the Word of God. Now, you, I want you also to understand, there's, this ain't on the board, but the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 4, verse number 12, for the Word of God, the Word of God, the Bible, is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing, even dividing asunder, it says, of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And neither is there any creature that does not manifest in its sight, but all things are naked and open under the eyes of him who we have to do. In other words, God's word, God himself is the word. He's the Logos. Jesus Christ is the manifestation of God. He is the Logos. When he came to the earth, Jesus came to the earth. He was God in the flesh. Read it, 1 Corinthians 3, 16, a lot of other places. He was the incarnation of God. He was God. And the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. It gave us the Bible. The Bible is our word of God. It is also powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So when we talk about God, we got to use the Bible or else it's like talking about the ocean and never mentioning water. Oh, I just made that one up. I don't know if it's any good, but I like it. Anyway, so when we look at the Bible, you see these scriptures back here. Um, of course, Isaiah 5.20. When we look at Isaiah 5.20, it says, Warn to them that call evil good. And, uh, and they call good evil. They call evil good, and they call good evil. They put darkness before light, and the light before the darkness. Bitter before sweet, and sweet before bitter. Woe, it says unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Listen, that's where we're at. See, Israel, when Isaiah wrote these, the, uh, all 66 ver- chapters of Isaiah, Israel was in rebellion against God. God was sending them a message. God was sending Israel men- a message. Repent, I'm going to come, and I'm going to stamp Ichabod, Ezekiel. 
back in the Old Testament. Ichabod means the glory of the Lord has left this place. I'm going to stamp Ichabod on the doorpost on the door on the doorpost of the house of God. I get that out in just a minute. And what that meant is meant God's glory left Israel, and Israel still went on just like everything was okay, and everything was fine. But God used Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Daniel, all of them to bring into the last days, of course, and then on to where we're living today. But it says, "Woe unto them that call." evil good and good evil. What do you think they're doing today? Crime is running rampant across our nation. They are defund, They want to defund the police and they want to let prisoners out of jail. They're letting millions come across our borders, have no idea where they're coming from or who they are. And most of them, if you look, are men, grown, middle-aged men, not even middle-aged. Most of them are young men. Some of them are middle-aged. But could this be possibly God turning this country over? One way or the other, there's something going on that we've got to look at spiritually. Spiritually. See, for those that are not saved, for you that aren't born again and saved, you don't have the Spirit of God. Therefore, and I don't mean to be ugly, I'm just being honest with you. Uh, the Bible is meant for God's people. And not everybody, and I hear this all the time, where we're all God's children. Unfortunately, that's not a true statement. For the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, you read it in the first and second chapter, that those that are lost, those that aren't saved, walk according to the prince of the power, according to the, the, the God of this world, it says. They walk, the, and we did before we were saved, we walked according to the prince and the power of the air, which is Satan. So if you're not saved, you are not being led by God's spirit because the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 9, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, chapter 6, verse 19, the Bible says that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is inside of us. We've been bought with a price. There's a difference between a lost person and a saved person. I'm talking to you saved people out there. Lost people don't really understand all this. If they do, maybe they'll get saved. But I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you people that claim to be Christians. You say you're Christians and that you love God. You go to church, you tithe, and you do all those things. But listen, there's more to it than that. We've got to bear down. We've got to understand that right now we are living in a country that's been so blessed. More than any country in the world, we have been so blessed. But look at what I just read to you out of the book of Isaiah. Look what our politicians are doing in, in Washington, D.C. They lie and they lie and they lie. They conjure up lies, then they say that is the truth. That's exactly what they do. Uh, and we can go into all that, but I don't want to because it takes up too much time. But that's where we're living. That's exactly where we're living today. They have taken the truth and they've taken it alive. They've said there is no God. They're letting the atheists run the, run, the, run the show, amen? I mean, listen, when we have got a Supreme Court that votes in favor of letting uh, men marry men and women marry women, you can be assured our country's on the brink of woe. When they say that abortion, isn't it amazing that we have come to a place in America where abortion is even an issue of who they put into the, the, the Congress or the Senate or the White House as a president? My God, killing babies is part of oh, women's rights. Women's rights. I I got a I got one of the finest wives that a man could ask for. I mean, I love her with all my heart. I love her with all my soul. I love her with all my spirit. She's a great Christian woman. 
But you know what? She she loves her kids. She loves God. She loves her husband. I hope <laughs> no, she does. But listen. But we're living. But when you, when I ask her, I mean, it's it's absolutely mind boggling. I said, do you feel like your rights are being violated if if you can't kill a baby? Well, of course she says no. And most, if you're a Christian woman, you should say no to that 100%. Or a man. I don't understand these people that call themselves Christians and will stand on a podium and stand up for these uh, these homosexuals and these baby-killing uh, abortionists and, and say this. And you can go to church on Sunday and sing Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound that Saved the Rest Like Me. Let me tell you, if you're not if you're not changed by the grace of God and the Spirit of God, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, any man that be in Christ, he's a new creation. The Bible says old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. You're lost. I mean, if you have any desire... Or manifest at all about letting that letting that be part of our life, that men can marry men and women be married women and it be okay, and telling kids that they've got to decide what they want to be when they're born, at three or four years old. Oh my gosh, how long can this go on? It ain't gonna go on long. God ain't gonna let it go on long. But is there any hope? Some of the preachers preaching today say there is no hope, and I and I'm on the verge of that myself. If this thing goes wrong in uh, a, a few weeks when the election comes, we could be in the worst mess. I mean, it's it's really the biggest election of our lifetime, my lifetime. But anyway, getting back to the scripture, woe unto them that call evil good, and that's exactly what they're doing, and good evil. I was watching uh, the news last night, and they were interviewing a man that him and his family and his church was out protesting at a at a uh, Planned Parenthood uh, abortion clinic trying to stick up for those little babies that are born or be to, that are being killed. And they came to his house a year after the fact. His kids were in the front yard waiting for the school bus. And these vans of FBI agents pulled up in his yard, went to the door with long guns, now rifles, and commanded him to come out. Folks, that is not a free country. We are living right now under a dictatorship. And uh, this DOJ is, is running in places where we've never seen before. You say, well, what are you talking about that? We see the Bible says we're not supposed to talk about, you know, the, the Christians are supposed to be involved in uh, politics. Well, I got news for you. Politics is a religion. That's what they're doing. I am standing up for what I believe is God's calling on my life. Excuse me about the bumping. I believe that with all my heart. And because I do, that's why I'm doing this podcast. We are in a mess in America until we come and get in our knees before God. We're going to see, we're going to read. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, 8, 9. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, whatsoever a country soweth, whatsoever a nation soweth, that shall he also reap. That shall she also reap. For he that sows to this flesh of the flesh shall reap corruption, but they that sow to the Spirit of the Spirit shall reap life everlasting. And then Paul says this, Don't be weary in doing right, for in due season you're going to reap if you don't faint. Don't give it up. Don't quit. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 says, Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know your labor is not in vain. The reason I'm telling you today on this podcast, this is where we're at in this country. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. 
That's what they're doing. They make up lies and they say the lies, the truth, and they say it over and over and over again. I heard Candace Owens, a sweet, just a beautiful black lady last night talking about this shirt she put on, White Lives Matter. And man, they've caught flack her and this guy, um, uh, he calls himself Yay, but and I I can't think of his name, but I'm, but he's just turned over to God. He's absolutely turned his life over to God, and he's being persecuted and ridiculed, and and he's being tormented by the the Hollywood and the left, which is a good group to be persecuted by. But you know what? He he stood up for what was completely just a normal statement. All lives matter. Black lives matter. White lives matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. Indians, I don't care who you are, where you're from. Your life matters to God because that sign right there is the, is the answer. I want you to look at that. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For everlasting life. For God didn't send a son into the world to condemn the world, the Bible says, but the world through him might be saved. For he that believeth in Christ is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. That is the condemnation, it says, that light came into the world and men loved darkness rather than that light. You see, the darkness that he's talking about is satanic, it's demonic, and that's why these people can go in the subways and this grown man that looked like a, I mean, he was an absolutely monster of a man, started kicking and beating this woman to death. They've showed her her eyes knocked out, her, her face is all disfigured because this man beat her. Old women, young women, men, boys, kids, girls. <laughs> where are we in America? That's where we're at. It's unsafe to walk down the street. Francis Schaeffer, the great theologian, said, You can tell a nation by the way you feel about your wife walking down the middle of the street or down the street at night uh, by herself. I'm telling you, I wouldn't let Annette do it in a heartbeat. How about you? Well, that's the bad news. The bad news is that's where we're at in this country. And also, I'm going to read real quick to you. Uh, I'm not going to read it all because we don't. I don't want to really go over the time, but Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, he's talking to the church of the Laodiceans. I'm not going to read it all, I'll just talk to you about it. And that church of the Laodiceans, he calls it a, a lukewarm church. And he tells them, he says, I know your works. I'm talking to the church now, I'm not talking to lost people. This is to the church. And you'll hear this over and over again through a lot of preachers, but I want you to hear what God said to the church. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Under the angel of the church of the Laodicea, and write these things, say the Amen, the faithful and the, and the true witness in the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. You're neither cold or hot. I, he said, I would that you were cold or hot. But because you're lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. The word spew you out of my mouth is regurgitate, like throwing up. It makes him sick. Because you say I am rich and increased in goods, and I have need of nothing, and he says to the church, And you know not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. He is not talking to lost people. He's talking to that church of Laodiceans. Go around today in these churches, and you've got nothing but a bunch of liberal preachers preaching 
what brother <laughs> Ed Ballou used to call the pink pantyhose wearing preachers preaching the soda pop sermons to help the, uh, what was it, a sermonette to fell the, I can't remember, sermonettes to read through there was something. Anyway, just real funny. But but that's where we're at. Preachers preaching never on sin. These uh, guys that just preach on uh, on pure prosperity continuously. That if you're a child of God, you're going to be rich. You're going to be prosperous. You, if you do this, if you do that, God. Listen, I, I don't read that in the Bible. I read that it, not to love the world or the things in the world. I read that if the love of money is the root of all evil. First, First Timothy chapter 6. Yeah, that's what it says. The love of money is the root of all evil. Is it wrong to have money? No. I mean, I've got $5. I'll be glad to share it with anybody. But listen, what he's trying to say is that's not where you need to be putting your treasures. First, I mean, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, 8, 19, 20, 21. Don't lay your treasures up on this earth where moth and rust corrupt and thieves break through and steal. But rather lay your treasures up in heaven where neither moth and rust doeth corrupt and thieves don't break through and steal. For where your, for where your heart is, that's where your treasure's at. Where's your heart at today? Are you more, are you more concerned about the Alabama football team winning the uh, national champion than you are your neighbor going to heaven? Are you more concerned about the Braves winning the World Series than you are about your friends going to heaven? Are you more concerned about about what's going on in the in the political world than you are about your family going to heaven? You got kids, you got grandkids, you got uh, aunts, uncles. Some of them are dying and going to hell, but you don't care because the Braves got to win the the World Series. Alabama. Now, listen, I I watch all that. Don't get me wrong, but that's not where my heart's at. If they if they if Alabama would have lost the other night, I mean, I I wouldn't lost any sleep. But when I think about neighbors and friends going to hell, I lose I lose sleep. The church was weak. The church is cold. The church is. Not hot, it's not even cold. It's lukewarm. Blind, naked, wretch, poor, miserable. And Jesus said, I counsel for you to buy. He says, I counsel thee that you buy gold tried in the fire. In other words, test the works that you're doing. See what you're doing and how it adds up to the Word of God. For the Word of God is what quick and it's powerful. Listen what it says in uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12. For the word of God is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to dividing asunder the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. And it's the descender of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in its sight, but all things are naked and open under the eyes of him whom we do serve, who we have to do. In other words, what God is saying there's nothing gets by him. Now we're talking again to the church, to the Christians. Say they're Christians. These churches are filled up Sunday mornings, these big churches, and I love it, singing all these great songs to God, and it's a wonderful thing. But if you're not witnessing to the lost people today, and you're not praying for lost people today, then you're missing the whole boat. Thank God for evangelist-hearted preachers. I know Kevin Williams, he's got a heart for God. He's, in a, he's got a heart of evangelism. That's why people get saved. I hear the same thing about Midway and these other churches. But there's churches that have nobody saved in a year. What are they doing? Well, they have barbecues. They have fish fries. You say, don't say anything about that. Listen, that's okay if you do that. But you better be doing some evangelism too. Amen. Okay, I got to move on. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> and finally, that's kind of the, the where we're at. 
But then, but then there is hope. Here's our hope. Let not your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. When you see these things happening, listen, as God's people, Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, what do you say, are many mansions, and if it were not so, I've told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you be, may be also. Listen, Jesus was predicted that he was going to be born of a virgin. He was going to be born in Bethlehem. He was going to be born. And when he did, it was a fulfillment of all them hundreds of prophecies in the Old Testament. All the way back to Genesis 3. Hmm. And if it happened the first time and the second time, you say, when's the second time? Well, you got to understand, Israel was born from, through uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then through Israel came the kings and the judges and all those and the, and the prophets and the major prophets and minor prophets and all of those. But then all of a sudden, almost 2,000 or 2,000 years ago, there in Bethlehem of Judea, there was a child born, and his name was Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. He promised it happened, and it did happen. But now Jesus is getting ready to die. He's getting ready to go back to the Father. And he hangs his head. After they beat him, he was bloody from top to bottom. His, his side was pierced with a spear. Blood running out of his side. I've heard preachers say there's probably, oh yeah, there was blood running out of his side. He was a man. He was every bit as a man as he was God. Boy, that's tough. There is no other way. There is no other way. There is no other way. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. You say, well, that's awful. One side, well, you better believe it. That's the way God made it. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I'll come again. And when you go, where I go, you know in the way. And Thomas said, well, God, or Jesus, well, Lord, he's calls him Lord. Same thing, synonymous. We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? In the famous verse of my, one of my favorite verses, Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes unto my Father but by me. Isaiah 5.20, they call evil good and good evil. Revelation 3, the church of the Laodiceans, that's where we're at. We're in the church of the Laodiceans. That's the seventh church. In that end times, are you ready to meet God? If you're not, you're going to die and you're going to go to hell. You say, well, I'll get saved in the tribulation. No, you won't. Not if you've heard the gospel. And I believe that with all my heart. If you go into the tribulation, hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ and refuse it on this side of the grave, you will not have a chance because the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that God's going to send you a strong delusion and you're going to believe a lie and that lie is going to be the Antichrist, the false prophet. And the false prophet and the Antichrist and the devil are going to throw out things that man has never seen. You see what you're seeing right now in our world is God is getting it set up for the rapture. He's getting it set up for the tribulation. He's getting it set up for Armageddon. He's getting it set up for the one world government, the one world church, the one world monetary system. And when he comes back, Jesus comes back and splits it. Not, 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 not Revelation 19, 1 Thessalonians 4, Revelation chapter 4. He's coming to get his church, and we're going home. Hallelujah. The bride of Christ is going home. We are his bride. We are his bride. If you've been saved and born again, you're going home. 
Now, those that are in the graves, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 1 Corinthians 15, that will come out of the grave and be first to come alive, and then we which are alive remain will be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And then it says this, and so shall you ever be with the Lord. See, I don't care what religion you are. I don't care if you're Catholic, Methodist, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, Baptist. I don't care because it doesn't matter. All that matters is if you've been saved and born again by the grace of God. All that matters is if you've trusted Christ as your Savior. All that matters is what you've done with God. Because nothing else is going to matter. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much money you don't have. Money ain't got anything to do with it. You've got to be born again, John 3, 3. Nicodemus said, how is it I can be born again when I'm old? And Jesus told him, read it. It's right there. Listen, folks, I'm only trying to tell you this because I am so burdened. I see everything falling apart. I see Christians being arrested for protesting abortion clinics, for, for standing in the way of people to kill babies. But yet they'll take the baby, the baby killers and molesters and child abusers and kidnappers and let them out of jail one day. Man rudely beats up a woman. She, he's back out on the street the next day. But don't you ever think about going to an abortion clinic or standing up or saying Jesus Christ in the public. It ain't going to be long. That'll be the FBI will be coming and get you for that. Hey, they may come and get me for this podcast. Man, I'm going along, but I don't care. I don't. I'm just fired up. I'm so fired up because I believe. I believe that Jesus is coming soon. I do. I believe it with all my heart. I believe it's so strong that I can't get it off my mind. But the Holy Spirit's put it there. And you say, well, you keep saying it. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Guess what? <laughs> One day, and I hope it's why I'm sitting right here. The Spirit of God and the trumpet's going to sound and I'm going home. How about you? How about you? Are you ready to meet God? If you're not, would you bow your head right now? If the Lord's touching your heart, would you bow your head right now and say, Lord God Almighty, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. I know that I'm a sinner, God. I know I'm a sinner, Lord. Please forgive me, God, of my sins. Please forgive me of my trespasses. Please, God, have mercy on my soul. And if there's just one of you out there that does this, it would be worth the whole world's gold. For the Bible said, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Do you realize that's how precious you are to God, that he sent his own son to die for you? Lord, please, God Almighty, forgive me my sin and come into my life. Come into my heart. Cleanse me of my sins and wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you love the Lord? Please get saved before it's everlasting too late. The trumpet is getting ready to sound, and I hope you're ready. If you miss it and you hear this, there's no hope. None. Zero. Do you understand that? And I'm not saying I'm the only preacher. I'm just preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. The virgin birth, the sinless life, the vicarious death, and the glorious resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The devil killed him, but he couldn't keep him. <laughs> the devil killed him, but he couldn't keep him. And out of that grave he came. And boy, what a day it's been since then. Amen. 
Well, anyway, I got to go. It's been running long, but that's all right. I hadn't done this in a while, and, and I needed it, and, and we all need it. We need Jesus. Amen. We need Jesus back in our churches. We need Jesus back in our homes. We need Jesus back in our schools. We need Jesus back in our courthouse. And we need Jesus to be back in our country. But he's, but he's not there now. Don't kid yourself. He's not there now. If he was, we wouldn't have all this mess. Pray for me. I love you. And I pray that you'll be saved before it's everlasting too late. Have a great day and a great tomorrow. And I'll talk to you soon again here at Crusading for Christ Podcast Hour. Goodbye. Oh,